welcome to episode of Mommy Group Pod. Hello, everyone. Yay. Um, today, we're going to start off with me venting a little bit. I got in a fight with my hubby. I needed some advice. So my Mommy Group girls are here to save the day. Yes. And it's it, there's a lot to cover here, guys. We're going to talk a lot about communication in all different areas, our friendships, with our kids, with our husbands. And then we're going to talk about the uncomfortable situation when you potentially have to discipline someone else's kid. Oh my gosh. And does your mama bear come out? Because mine does. Also, Chrissy Teigen is under fire yet again, as always. I mean, that poor little girl. And we love it. She's so funny, so it's good. We're going to get into it, guys. Let's do it. All right, I just need a little bit of advice. So Mike and I never fight. Mm-hmm. We just really don't fight. Which I'm just like wowed by. Yeah. I, I think number one, I am not someone who deals well. Like I don't like the conflict. I have no problem standing up for myself, but I'm not someone who like kind of enjoys the drama of it. I really don't. Um, number two, really nothing bothers me. Like for the most part, I'm really easygoing. I really could care less unless it's really affecting me. I just don't feel the need to say anything. I just sort of let things roll off. But There was something that was like going on that kind of bothered me and he and I got into like a little bit of a thing a couple weeks ago and because we never do when this other moment came up I sort of felt like you know what we're like in we're in an opening of having conversations I'm just gonna go get into it yeah yeah Yeah. because I'm like it's there's never an opportunity to mention things because we're never like in my mind I think okay well if we fought a lot when there's one random thing I could be like and another thing but like there's no random fight so I would literally have to ruin like a perfectly nice afternoon to be like, hey, I want to talk to you about something. Is that because yeah. you guys just have such great open communication or because you honestly, genuinely do not disagree about things? Honestly, genuinely, wow. we don't, yeah. We we are both pretty easygoing. And that's been and from both, the get-go. Yes, Amazing. we just never... We yeah, never, or if there's something that he feels strongly about, you don't feel strongly enough about. To so fight, So it just yeah. kind of rolls off your back. Exactly, wow. exactly. So anyway, there there was a, a situation happened like a couple weeks ago Maybe a where, white people thing too. Just kidding. A white people thing? <laughs> Another campaign gone. <laughs> gone. Uh, gone. Um, yeah, so I something happened a couple weeks ago or whatever where like I was really, I was working all day. I was filming YouTube all day and um, everyone stayed for dinner. Like my brother stayed for dinner. Everyone was home for dinner and I was cooking and I was editing and I was like literally like sauteing the onions, running back over to f- finish editing, running back up to put the sauce, do the meat. And I stayed up editing till like 10 o'clock at night. Everyone ate. I didn't even eat. And when I turned around, every you know, Mike had said goodnight. Everyone had gone to bed and every dish was still in the kitchen. And at the moment, it really frustrated me because I'm like, you saw I was working. Like, you couldn't have just helped out. And I always do the dishes, basically. So I'm like, but every once in a while, he does them. I'm like, this would have been a moment that I would have appreciated. He was asleep. So I didn't mention it. Definitely didn't feel worth mentioning the next day. So I just never mentioned it. Then... So you cleaned up. So I cleaned up. So like I very frustratingly cleaned up dishes that had now been crusted and dried for three hours longer Uh and it was that much harder to clean. So then the other night we are hanging out and Blake's not feeling 100%. She falls asleep, which is very unlike her, passes out. We talked about this last week when she was not feeling well and I got a little nervous about the dry drowning. She wakes up from her like sort of nap, hysterically crying, fever, eyes are gunky, ears hurt. And I'm like, I need to take her to urgent care. Like, I don't know what's going on. Let's go to urgent care. So I, we had all just eaten. I leave. I'm at urgent care with her for two hours. I drop her off. I go back to the pharmacy, wait at the pharmacy to get her, you know, medication, come back to the house. And he's sitting on the couch watching the fight and the pots and pans are still on the sink. Every is still on the stove. The plates are still in the sink. He put the food, like the extra food and Tupperwares, but then left everything else. And so I got really 
Yeah, that was it. You were done. I got really annoyed. So I got passive about it. I didn't say anything. (laughs) I knew I was going to say something, but I was like, I'm just going to let him know I'm pissed. And then when he, which is like stupid, but then when he asked like what is wrong, I'll finally get into it. I think a lot of people do that. I am very passive. I'm 100% one to say right now I am passive aggressive in my relationship with my partner. Really? Yeah, I am. Which is funny because a lot of people will be like, I don't find you to be like that. And I'm not with out like friends but with my husband I am so it's not it's not to have a different dynamic yeah Yeah, I guess that's true so anyway he's like he's talking about random stuff and I'm just kind of like pretending like I don't hear Uh him uh and when he asks again I turn around like short with him like I'm like what like I can't hear you what and I'm making like an annoying (laughs) face like I'm just being like I'm doing the dishes the sink's on I can't hear you yeah because I'm doing the dishes get up off the couch and come talk I just took care of our daughter like I'm just I'm being a brat right so finally he goes is something wrong and I was like, I've just been at the doctor for two hours. I just would have really appreciated if you could, could have done the dishes. Like, that would have been a really big help. I just would have really appreciated that. And he gets silent. He doesn't say anything. Starts walking around, cleaning stuff up. You know. So, so then he kind of, he's passive too because then he's mm-hmm. kind of helping. Doesn't say anything. He just like goes outside. He puts the covers on the couch. He puts the TV cover on. He like does things outside. So we get back in bed and we're both brushing our teeth like in silence, getting ready for bed, like not really talking. So we sit down and I'm like now, like I'm like annoyed because now you're, you're now mad at me. So I said that. I'm like, oh, what? You're not talking to me now? Oh. And he, the thing that got, that I got really frustrated and this is where I was like, I just need some help here. The thing that really frustrated me is he sort of looked at it like an isolated incident. Like today was the only time that this, that this happened. happened and he ran around and cleaned up the house and he got the kit he got Connor in bed and he put the covers on the couch and he did this and he did that and he wanted one minute to sit down and watch the fight and like the one minute that he took to himself was like too much like I needed something else from him and so we sort of got into it like, and oh no did you tell him that this was obviously brought up based off your past experiences kind of I just sort of I sort of said are we listing all the things we do all the time? Because if that's what we're doing, I'll start listing all the things I do all the time. Because oh, like, because I was like, you're, you're listing like every little thing. Like I do 1 million of these things. He works, he's gone a lot. So like I'm doing all these things all the time on my own. So I started getting like really, really frustrated and really angry. And I think the thing that I noticed is I said, when we don't fight well, because we don't fight often. And so I feel a little bit like when we fight, He's going to be a full-on blowout. And he, like, I feel, and Michael, if you're listening, I do (laughs) love love you very much. We all love you. But I feel like he twists my words in order to take away from my message. So whatever it is I'm really upset about, he sort of pinpoints one specific thing I've said, and he kind of focuses on it and ruminates on it and circles around it so that I have to defend that thing instead of what I'm really talking about. The larger picture. Can I tell you right now? So I just need advice. Based off your your comments right now and what you're saying, I will, I am 100% Mike in my relationship (sighs) with Viral. And I'm the passive one. Also, number two, you are an extremely amazing communicator. Like Usually. You, you, well, you are. I right? mean, I think general, I am, but... I, I mean, and maybe, obviously, we're not direct. there during your, mm-hmm. your personal time with him, but, you know, you, you list your points. You're clearly stating what you're thinking, and yeah. you can... You actually, emulate, like, say that, articulate that very, yeah. very well. Thanks. My husband, I think, does the same exact thing, and he does it on a level that I think is just beyond. Like, yeah. he can do that with any... I've seen him in very confrontational issues and very... Subtle, and I'm like, wow, how did you just talk like that, you know? Right. And so when I'm in that situation, I'm almost like, I don't know how to address it. And so I'll kind oh. of... I, I, I either get passive 
or I do the same thing. I ruminate on one thing, which for me, I am a very... It's like control. Yes. I'm a very careful chooser of my words, however you yeah. say that. I don't like when people say things they don't mean. I hate when cursing is involved in fights because I feel yeah. like that's a way to hurt people's feelings. I do think that words stick forever. You may forgive them and forget them. Oh, I hate... Uh, guys, I'm still here. I'm just active listening. <laughs> um, I hate when the volume gets too high. Yes. I, and like, I can fight talking just like this and well, Mr. A will raise his voice and I'm like... You are ruining the environment yeah. that Millie is in and right it's, now. And it's not fair to say. It's true. I, I hear you because, you know, as they get older, it's true. Something that, and if you are heated people, like, for instance, everyone fights differently. Me and my husband, we tend to get very animated when we fight. And we do. We just, we raise our volumes. And what we're realizing is, like, the kids are now at an age where they can understand and respond to that and almost, yeah. you know, model that behavior. And so that's that's not something we enjoy at all. So we're definitely reevaluating that. And usually it's when they're asleep and stuff that we address all that stuff. But to that point... I take that very seriously. So if he says something like, oh, well, this stupid, oh, you thought that was stupid? So yeah. instead of the larger picture, which mm-hmm. is what you're speaking of, I'm no longer worried about that. That no longer has been trumped by the fact that you just said something to me yeah. very mean. So I'm now going to say, you know what? I, well, I don't even care if the house is not clean and you don't think I'm being under, uh, you're underappreciated. The fact that you just called me that or you said something like that to me in that tone is not okay. Yeah. So something, so, you know. And not that that's okay, by the way. It's just that's how we deal with it. And and that's how you react. So my biggest thing is, you know, a lot of people, you know, act based on how you react and vice versa. Um, And I think I've talked about this before, but, you know, when Mr. A and I were engaged, we went through this awesome marriage counseling program. And after we did that, before we got married, we were like, you know what? That would be so cool if we did this every year. And we have. We've been married, you know, three years and we're three going strong (laughs) as far as committing to this like marriage retreat thing. But a lot of the things that I learned through these retreats and through counseling um, have been really powerful. And I would love to share them with you guys because I do think it helps. By the way, all relationships, there should be fighting. Like there should be, you know, people should have strong feelings. And um, the biggest thing is you should be fighting fair. So some of my things that I've learned that I love to share is one is sometimes everyone needs to take a timeout. So I'm not big on timeouts. Like I just want to like sit on my husband's lap and like <laughs> pet his cheek and be like, I love you. Let's not fight. Like, let's just stop. I'm, so I'm big like into that. touch. But I have learned that Mr. A, like if he needs to go run an errand to Home Depot or go outside That's because he needs to, to cool it. off. Yeah. Like everyone needs to respect everyone's boundaries. So physically, sometimes you need to separate and get away from each other. When you are ready to talk, no distraction should be there. So, you know, ideally your kids are already asleep or they're outside um, or they're with someone and, and other distractions. TV should not be on as just background noise. Cell phone should not be in your hand. And you should also be making eye contact and touching. When oh you my are God, the touching that, is hard. Yeah, the touching to me is like, I, I really need my space whenever I'm arguing. Then at least try to do 50% make eye contact. Yeah, yeah. I, <laughs> um, eye contact I can do. The biggest thing is the body language. So like knees to knees. Like if you guys are talking, you know, your body should be facing your significant other. It shouldn't just be like you're sitting at the side in the kitchen and he's in his office. <coughs> you really should be facing each other. That's interesting because I don't um, think we do that. We usually walk around, you know, it's like I, mm. I'll get up. He'll try yeah. and sit down like and a I'll, boxing I'll match. and I'll be like, no, or I'll get up and I'll be like, start organizing and yeah. start like, well, I'm going to go wash my face now. It's just powerful what happens when your body is not um, demonstrating how you feel. 
You know, so you're like, okay, you know, I want to make up this fight or I want to talk it out, but you're putting dishes away. Right. You know, like you're not giving that person your undivided attention, just like if they were doing the same to you and you're like, I'm trying to tell you why you hurt my feelings. So can I ask a question though? Based off that, like for me, the reason why I'm having a hard time wrapping my head around what you're offering advice for is that I'm the type of person that needs to have the fight and then process it. So I'm almost like of, I think, Mr. A's mentality. Yeah, so if you want to do the timeout thing, um, writing out how you feel, we've totally done this before. Because sometimes, like what you said, Orly, I will say things and Mr. A will hold on to like the tiniest thing. And I was just using that as an example. Yeah. But then it's like they manipulate it into like, that's the main focus. I don't want to say manipulate because I don't feel like it's, but but they ruminate on it and they do latch on to something. You're like, this is the overarching message that I'm trying to share. They're taking away the bigger picture and they're they're literally pinpointing something that is a moot point almost. It's like there was no reason to bring that up. To me, it's about control. Like, I think in that moment, I think he felt like I was attacking him. I wasn't appreciating him, and he got defensive. And so in order to deal with it, he kind of came... It's like he tried to break apart my argument but not what I was actually right. talking about by mincing words, by being this, like, like slicing up every little thing. that's the way that he could get himself to get, like, well, right. you know. And, and I will say, like, he the next day he, te- he messaged me from work and said he was sorry and said I knew I shouldn't have engaged in the conversation because I was overly tired and I knew I wasn't going to be able to communicate the way that I wanted to. And, like, I'm sorry. And it gave me the, the opportunity, like you said, to write it down. So because we weren't talking and I wasn't getting frustrated by the way that he was trying to mm-hmm. twist and turn mm-hmm. things, I was able to say exactly what I wanted. And I said, and, and to me this was the biggest point I wanted him to hear, is I said, I need to know that I can tell you things that maybe I want, because I'm sure there's Without things that you want. Without it becoming a blowout, right? Without you thinking that it negates all the good. Yes. I was like, I still see all the good. There is so much good, and I see it all the time. But I should still be able to say hey, I would have appreciated this without you making it so black or white that it's like, well, you, I, you don't see anything. I did yeah, all wow. of these. No one respects so me. my husband right now. I feel like I'm literally talking. Really? To, yeah. Like that's, he should says, we make out? Yeah, we should. <laughs> he says the same thing to me all the time. He says, I wish I could bring things up. He's like, my fear and why I hold things in sometimes is because I know if I'm going to bring this up to you. Then you'll flip out and it becomes this or, big thing. Or I will become passive and then mm-hmm. I will feel like you're attacking me and therefore I will sort of like just change my entire mood and then I won't, I won't take that. I'll think, yeah. ta- oh, so now you just don't think I'm a good mom, right? Or right, something right, like right. that. Right, right, right. So there's also, the, there's also a time when you should fight. Like Orly, you just said, he was exhausted. He realized, right. oh my God, like I, got, I was more sensitive about this because I was exhausted. So scheduling regular check-ins is, is major. It's so important. Like you should totally oh have, God, like even, never done that. like we do yeah. family meetings and we literally ask Millie how she feels about certain things. Like we looked at a house yesterday and, she- and we, you know, we wrote an offer we hadn't decided if we if we wanted to put it in the next morning, but we were asking Millie, like, do you, you know, did that feel like your That's home? So good. Again, she's twenty three months, but and four days. And four so days. we have family meetings, but then we also have check ins with each other to just talk about, like, hey, are we good and and so forth. Um, and then also is just the marriage retreat thing, like once a year doing something that's facilitated by a professional. It can even just be an afternoon. I strongly encourage it. I Again, I've never been to therapy or, or counseling except for through these marriage programs. But it is so awesome because a lot of it is about each individual. Yeah. And just um, a lot of mirroring, like looking into the mirror about how why we react to certain things. What parts of our childhood, the way we parent, the way we interact with people of the opposite sex 
our girlfriends. I mean, you even said it just now, Ami. Like, you know that you act a certain way with your significant other versus your girlfriends when it comes it's to... It's interesting. But, you know, fights You or know what works really, really well is um, video. I know that sounds odd, but instead of writing sometimes, because I feel like... Wait, wait, you... I know, hold on. No, like you selfie would. video. I like will. Your, I will. I know oh, my God, I love you. This is so you. I know. Him and DM it. No, <laughs> I'm not kidding because sometimes if I'm in the heat of a moment and I'm really and I want so, to, so poor guy thinks he's getting a lip pick and I'm <laughs> yeah no he's not and I'll be and like and I know I've, I've done this before where I'm like we like if we got into a really heavy fight I'll be like I express everything I need to express in a video and I feel like it's more powerful because he's so actually wait a selfie style video you hold your phone I'm literally like look I'm sending this to you because we just got into a monstrous fight you always know how to talk really well and communicate through everything you're feeling and I don't here's how I'm feeling and I oh. feel like to me it's giving me the space I think that, that works for you yeah, yeah. Totally. Spa- I don't do it all the time I definitely feel like journaling or writing is a lot more it, it's more approachable and it's something that I do more often but in those times when they're really bad I feel like that I'll be in my car and I do it and I just feel like it gets but you know him. what I like about that is I think we talk so much about our roles as moms and how like whatever kind of mom you are own it don't mm-hmm. feel guilty don't compare yourself right, don't yeah. whatever but we almost when you think about that as, as being a communicator a wife or whatever like you clearly are very comfortable being yourself expressing yourself with a camera in front of your face you watch your Instagram stories you are 100% you that's a comfort zone for you so if that's your that's most comfortable point. way of communicating then doing it allows you to more effectively communicate and yeah. that's great so I think like learning about ourselves and figuring out how that's we a great point, best Orly. communicate yeah. is and and again because Mike and I have so rarely fought I don't know and because I don't really like to engage well, in fight can I, like can I actually yeah. bring one more I thing I don't when know you, what when that you is we're talking about your and Mike's fight I was thinking about it because my girlfriend actually brought this up to me which was yeah. point of view she said specifically uh, you know I'm the type of person that I feel like I easily let things slide Mm -hmm. you know if things bother me fine you know I wish she would have acknowledged it or whatever but it is what it is and I'll do this in my personal relationship too but more so with friends and then at like the 20th time I get really upset and I'll be like you know that really bugged me yet it's the first time I'm bringing it up to her yeah yeah and she even pointed this out to me she's like you know what I want to say something I acknowledge your feelings but what I will say is that you can't expect me to react a certain way when I had no idea that the 19 times before you were feeling this. So it's the same exact thing about really why open communication smart. is important. But like, you know, with you and Mike, things had happened repeatedly, right? That then yeah. finally it blew a little bit. Like to me, the dishes were this thing that I was like, I don't know when it became solely my responsibility. I cook every night. I make sure that the, you know, and it's a stress. Like I work all day and then I get yeah. home and I have to make sure that everyone's fed and we've got food planned and we've got the whole thing done. And like, somehow doing the dishes just was added onto my list of responsibilities. And so like, why? It's not like we communicated that. It's not like we said, okay, you're going to do X, Y, and Z and I'm going to do these things and dishes were one of my things. It's like division of labor. Yeah. So it, yeah. And I think that that's probably the biggest thing is having that communication. Then you don't get frustrated. I know I've talked about this before (laughs) because we've done it in our home is we have a list of what everyone's responsibilities are. So it is black and white, crystal clear. Yeah. Wait, you do? Yeah. So I never take out the trash. I don't touch the trash. I don't buy the trash bags. Like that is Mr. A. But like, what if you're at Costco and you're just, you don't, you just won't. Well, we don't have a Costco membership. Okay, yet. fine, but like <laughs> no, but um, 
You'll do groceries, but you won't do, like, household items? So, yeah. No, Mr. A does a lot of the grocery list. Like, I make the list. He actually does the pickups. I mean, so I do think that there's something a lot of times where we can avoid this if we have our roles and responsibilities laid out. Yeah. See, I kind of like the idea of not... I, I'm a, and I hear you, and this this is probably just because this is who I am. I'm very much it like a balanced person. It could change week by week, but, like, you know, my job today was to make sure that the nanny has all the things that Millie needs yeah. to go off for the full day and the snack bag and so forth. But then there's some days where I'm like, okay, you're on Millie duty. So that means making sure her diaper bag's ready, making her her so snack bag So when you say that, ready. it's not like there's never a time where it's like, okay, Mr. A, you're going to have to do the dishes today. It's fine, right? Or So the way that our house works is when I when it's my turn to do bath, because that's like our one-on-one time, then Mr. A does all of the dishes. So we, we take turns. So my husband does enjoy so cooking. Division of labor. His work allows him to be home in time to cook dinner. So every night we always, like it's literally an orchestra. Amazing. So if I made the dinner... Then I leave everything, and Mills and I go do bath time, and we go over our ABCs and our numbers, and he hears me singing. And then by the time I'm done, his stuff is done, and then he lays with her and does the books. Like, it just became this thing where we decided, like, what is everyone's responsibility? Well, and if that works for you guys, I think that's amazing. I mean, I think it would work for us too. I, my husband is so organized, and I'm a little bit more like fly of the. Mm-hmm. Seat, and like you know? every day, every week can be different, but I do think that that just <clears throat> clarifies a lot of. Yeah. And here's the thing like, again, you know, all of us work, right? That, that are in this mommy group right now. But even if you are a stay at home mom, this is also something that I think is important for all relationships to have. And whether it is understanding that, hey, babe, you were at an office all day. And I was So there, I'm so. going to make sure that I do this. But on the weekends, it's so forth. I mean, so much of it is just delicate. Like, Mike deciding it together. To take, like, if you said, Mike, I, it would be really helpful if, like, two days a week you did the dishes. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, because during our, during our argument, he was like, that's it. I'm doing the dishes now. And I was like, oh, for F's sake. It's not black or white. Like, Sometimes I'm not, they don't know. I'm like, like, I'm not saying you do the right. dishes every night. I, and I was like, frankly, you're not home when I'm cooking most of the time. Right. Like, so I'm not asking sense. you to do the dishes. I'm just want, like, I just, tonight would have been helpful. You just wish the there was something situation. inside of him that Another saw you I have, though, and that, was like, that, let me do the dishes. That this brings up a little bit as division of labor outside of just the household stuff, like finances and stuff. Are you guys very much like, one of you takes care of mortgage, yeah. one of you does, like, who, yeah. like... like, we're clear, like, for us, we're clear, like, I take care of a certain number of payments, a certain number mm-hmm. of things that we have to do that we take care of, I do that out of my, you know, we still have, like, separate bank accounts, mm-hmm. like, our money is, t- he can take anything out of right, my right, account, right, right. I don't, I don't care, but, like, I just, my money goes into one account, I pay mm-hmm. this, this, and this, and this out of it, and then he does ones out of his account, so that's, like, done, like, I don't have to think about the water bill. Like, he takes care of that. But he doesn't have to think about the kid's school. Like, you know, we do, we we alternate. Oh. The thing that I, and I want to talk more about that, but before I forget, I will like, this is one thing that I just get very passionate about. Well, it just, I struggle with it a little bit because my job, is, because it's creative, I think it seems just like so fun. So fun. And it's like, I'm not oh, really working. Yes. And it's a lot of work. Mentally, it's exhausting. It's content creation and every moment of every day. It's performing every moment of every day. It's being in front of a camera. It's put turning it on. It's letting my creative brain work. It's producing segments. It's a lot. And I think that like when Mike works, it's like, well, Mike's doing real work. So he's more tired than me at the end of my work. And you know so what? Like, I'm just going to speak up for stay-at-home moms because I definitely feel like I'm a stay-at-home mom a lot of times, especially with, you know, two babies. It's the same thing. Yes. I think everyone is doing the best job they know how. It is so much work. You're never in someone else's shoes. But the job that you're doing as a stay-at-home mom, 
taking the kids to all the things, like cleaning up something that a two-year-old has just thrown I'm one more to, time, I'm going maintaining to, the home. Yeah. I'm going to quickly just take the side of someone else and say, I, I, I agree with you guys, but I also disagree. And I only say that just because I do believe there are some jobs that have mental capacity that takes far more mental capacity on yeah. a, that is taxing on a different level that, that your brain has to use in a way that I don't think a majority of people have to use, if that makes sense. Like, I, I, I'm not downplaying because I agree. The content creation, it's all, and stay-at-home mom, it is completely challenging in its own way. Yeah. I think the thing is, is that I do think certain jobs are, like, I think about it sometimes when my brother-in-law goes into surgery, I'm like, wow, you just did a surgery. And right. then you come back and you're able to live life normally. But what I appreciate is that they don't disrespect or that doesn't lessen the value that someone else is um, providing with what they've provided, uh, you know, what, what they've had to do that day. Is, am I making sense? I don't know if I'm making yes, sense. Yes, I just think regardless, everyone needs to respect everyone's role. Right, right. Like, if you have the luxury, which I am talking about my stay-at-home mamas because, you know, there's a huge benefit of being the person that's solely <laughs> teaching and providing and caring for your kid – all of these things are so relative to each individual relationship. Yeah. You know, and it comes down to a respect thing. Like, we, yeah. you can't really measure... I think that's what I'm trying to say. It is totally respect. Yeah, it, it has to be between the two partners, like, what they've decided, what are everyone's expectations, and sometimes those haven't been drawn, and that's why all of these things kind of just start bubbling and people and start resenting. And that's when resentment becomes a big issue because it's, it's women, and it's funny because I just had this conversation with one of my girlfriends who is, she went from a full-time corporate job, like being an accountant, and now she's trying to do something more creative, and mm -hmm. she's amazing at it. And we were just talking about some of the times the judgments we get from other women and moms. And the interesting thing that we both said and kind of came to light with, which was that it's usually women who are not in relationships that they feel like are supported mm -hmm. that the questions or the judgments come from. Does that make sense? So like almost like sometimes women will be like, oh, so you just, you, this is what you do for job. And it's like, yeah. And I make, I, I make a living off of this and that. And it's, it's almost like they don't have that support from their partners or that respect that makes it like, I appreciate what you're doing. And I appreciate that your creativity and what you do as a profession allows for our family to be yeah. supported in your way. Right. Versus like having to do, a traditional job in a certain way or something like that. But I feel like the judgment sometimes comes from those women that don't have that. Yeah. I, like, like speaking about Mike specifically, I don't think he doesn't judge at all. Like he's very, very like, he's the first one to compliment. Like, I don't know how you do it. And like, I don't know how you came up with that or that idea is, I don't know how you edit these. I don't know. He's the first one to like appreciate that it's a skill set and it's work and it's whatever. I just mean in the sense that it's like if, if a full day of work, his is more work than me. Right. It is the way that it feels to me. Like, he needs more rest. He needs more downtime. He I feel needs the same more way. whatever. Yep. Whereas I'll work all day and then I get home and I'm still doing all the cooking and I'm still doing the dishes and I'm still responsible. Like, that whole second job is in addition to a full day of work, but when Mike gets home from a full day of work, I make sure he doesn't have a second job. Which is funny. Do you know I, what think, I mean? Like, yeah. that's the, like, I, I think that's that. something everyone that's listening can probably to relate relate to well, because as women, this is something that we do. We do all the things. We do, yeah. And a lot of times we're creating this because we, there is that expectation that if you're a rock star mom, you got to be a rock star wife and you got to be a rock star, you know, Pinterest and well, also making the dinners and doing all the things. Yes. I know what we talked about last episode. It's almost easier sometimes to do it ourselves because if we did leave dinner to, like for instance, my husband is so sweet and will wake up on Saturday mornings and make us breakfast. 
the kitchen is a disaster. And then right. I'm like, I would rather do yeah. this myself. You know, but it is, yeah. I love the intention and it's a tradition and I think it's so sweet and the kids love it and the kids love his eggs more than they like mine. Right. So I love it and I appreciate that. But I do think sometimes we bring it upon ourselves. You know, uh, before we were talking about this, before we actually started recording, you were talking about how you guys got in an, uh, like a sort of, not a fight, but like an argument a little bit about how he didn't feel like you appreciate yes. it. And it's just making me think right now, like I bet there are things that are on Mike's list that yeah. he does that I take for granted, just the same as he takes for granted certain things that I do, that he doesn't think I notice or appreciate. True. And Make so a it's list, like, guys. Yeah. Like Make I need list. to like, it's making me think right now. Mm-hmm. Like there's a couple things that like, okay, this bugs me, but like, when I think about it, he does, he's such a killer dad and he's yeah. such a killer husband and he's so solid and he's so all the things that it's like, I should really take a minute tonight, like when I get home and be like, I just want, I want you to know I see these things all the And if you guys time. don't want to talk about it or if you can't talk about it because of work and you guys are tired or whatever, the, I think we've talked about this before and Brandy, I can so see you having this, but the gratitude journal, it's yes. so great, but yeah. it's one minute. And sometimes what I'll do is, I will just write something about my part. I will write about my husband versus myself. Like I'm gr- grateful for this, but I do think even spe- making it specific about your husband is great because it, yeah. it, after so many years and after so much time together, it is easy to take for granted. And, yeah. and my friend also does this thing, which I think is amazing because she gets the kids involved. It's just a gratitude jar. So basically, it's, oh, it's I've a seen jar that. on the yes. kitchen table. And then do you read it at the end of the year? Yeah. Okay, and so I I tell them what it is. Well, it's basically you have something that you start in the beginning that you can do it right after New Year's. Or you can really start anytime you want. But basically, anytime, it, they try and do it once a day. Or I think now it's more like whenever you feel it. But there's a notepad and paper next to the jar. You write down what you're grateful for. And then or something you that it, you notice, just like an accolade exactly. for someone in your family. And then, and you, then you, you put it in the, it in the jar. And then at the end of the year, or however much time you want to pass, everyone opens it and reads it. And it's just such a great reminder of taking a moment and realizing what you do have and also how nice it is. And another thing is I think that, you know, since women, we are very emotional um, and have so many feelings and stuff. Sometimes we don't give credit to, you know, men and and think that they are sensitive and have emotions. So even just like writing a letter and putting in their lunch or leaving it, you know, on their car window or letting them find it in their luggage on a, you know, business trip or something. I think some of those simple things that we can do to, yeah, show our, our significant other how grateful we are for them um, is huge. It's funny so, just because as you're saying mm-hmm. that, allowing me the space right now to vent for a minute, all it's done is highlight all the good things about him that I'm yeah, realizing. Right? That, like, I almost want to, like, explain to everybody so they know Mike because I'm taking a minute to vent, which I feel like is almost unfair. Wait. But like, I need a minute, right? I need that space Mm -hmm. to vent and that's fine and that's healthy, but it's making me think of all the ways that I can explain to him how I appreciate him. Isn't that funny? It's like a therapy session, but I actually saw your mind almost just switch. Because before- Well, I was hoping to see tears so we could see- Oh, you know they're right right there. I'm I'm like, it's too much. I need to stop crying. I actually just saw that happen and I actually just saw the beauty because I'm not the type of person that's like, oh, let's go to therapy. And like, I love love listening to you when you talk about your and Mr. A's relationship because I think that is the model health. relationship I just I've never been one to do that you know and I don't do the therapy I don't do this and that but like just watching that right now was really sweet because we what we do is we'll obviously talk a little bit about what we're going to talk about in the podcast beforehand and then we'll be like wait wait let's save this for the actual podcast and before you were so heated about this and then yeah 
you're exactly right. You then started being it's like, completely, I yeah. see what he does. And I think that's the importance of, you know, it, it brings mm. me back to why we decided to form Mommy Group. Like, I, you know, we wanted to have a space where you guys feel safe, you can share, we can expose things that we feel that you probably can relate to. But that's why it's so important to have friends. You know, and, I, and again, I love my mommy friends because, you know, there's so many things that are involved when you're a mother, but also just being a wife and being mm -hmm. able to share with people and hear other perspectives because I hope that you guys get ideas for this. So yeah. quickly, I just, you know, I yes. want to talk about um, this next topic, but how to fight fair, you know, consider a timeout. Um, if you need to, write out how you feel. When you're talking, make eye contact. If possible, touch. There is so much power in touch. Um, there's also this cute little exercise that Mr. A, a and I have done uh, fairly often uh, where I put my hand on, on his heart, he puts his hand on my heart, and then we hold hands and we stare at each other and we do not talk for a minute. We Mike, actually did this recently. Mike and I would hysterically. I would. We would never get through that. Wait, Brandy, I feel like you but and that's Mural, okay you if and my you... husband would actually be like, kumbaya, <laughs> But it's okay if you laugh. But I just want to say, you know, if you guys haven't taken the five love languages, Google it, do it, so you can understand your love language, your husband's. Um, but there is power in touching, just physically connecting. Yeah. And then also scheduling those regular check-ins, family meetings. And then, again, if you have the availability, look for a marriage retreat or at least a marriage weekend um, or schedule just like a once a year check-in with someone that is a professional that can kind of walk I you through some, some steps. I do so, really uh, love that idea. I do have an, a blog post on this on BrittanyMalloy.com. Ooh, leave it. We're going to leave it in the link Yes, below. you guys can find it below. Um, but when you guys were talking, it made me think of this article that I saw uh, that Chrissy Teigen brought up because oh it, go, it, it reminded me of something that Chris and I have, Mr. A, Poor have Chrissy. talked about. She always is, you know. Oh, she got her. slammed. So... A little bit ago, Chrissy Teigen got slammed because she posted a photo on her Instagram um, of her daughter's adorable little piggy toes that she had painted pink. Yeah, and she said it was like her favorite pastime, right? Did yeah, she said, like yes. Well, what's interesting is, you know, Mills is definitely conscious of when I get my nails done or my toes done, and I know she cannot wait. But first of all, this kid cannot sit still enough for me to paint her toes, but I cannot wait for that time yeah. when I decide to paint her perfect little piggies. Um, and so Chrissy Teigen, of course, people started freaking out. Only one person, I think. This one person wrote, applying poisonous chemicals directly <laughs> onto a child's body cannot be good. Whatever poisons are in the polish are absorbed through the nail and directly into their body. Wait, and also, okay, by the way, for anybody that is listening that is also a Brenda, and I say that because her name's, her Brenda. name's Brenda that made this comment, <laughs> it's like, obviously we take this kind of stuff seriously, chemicals and all that stuff that's being ingested and whatnot, but seriously, she's putting nail yeah. polish on her kid, and we don't even know if it was non was it non was it non-toxic? We don't no, know. Whatever. Listen to Chrissy Teigen's oh. clapback. But like, the clapback is hilarious. She just writes... <laughs> back to Brenda there she is yeah because it was like all the comments were positive and then she gets the one negative so she's like ah there she the, is my we favorite for her. and then she adds at the end yes well I actually had her drink it so jokes on you I mean it's just so classic Chrissy it's amazing and the rest of the this is when the, the internet is freaking awesome because the rest of the comments are so funny and they've got to be exactly what she's thinking let me speak to your manager of course she's a Brenda yeah and then there are 
I mean, it's not funny. It's always a Brenda. Someone yeah. wrote thoughts and prayers. Thoughts the, and yeah. prayers. It's just hilarious. Then this guy says, I know, right? I've lost four family members to nail polish poisoning. <laughs> Wear a green ribbon in July to support nail polish poisoning awareness month. <laughs> oh, you gotta, you God. Gotta, but you, you know, this did make me this. think about, because I even just said it, when the time's right to paint Millie's nails. Uh, right now, she doesn't sit still enough for that to happen. Yeah. But you best believe, like, when she's old enough, I can't wait for some of these little things. <clears> you know, my mom and I didn't do this when we were little, but now that I'm a mom, I can't wait to bring Millie to the salon and get her nails done if that's what she wants. Does she have her ears pierced? She doesn't. So that's why this article spoke to me because I had my ears pierced when I was a tiny little baby and I love it. I love, I just have single piercings. I love my ears pierced. Uh, before I became a mom, I thought I would pierce my baby's ears as soon as they're, you know, three months or whenever it's safe to. And then something happened and it actually wasn't a conversation that Mr. A and I had. I heard another mom's point of view and this is what she said. She was sharing when she got her daughter's ears pierced. I think she was maybe six. So, you know, maybe old young to some to, people, but no, old enough yeah. to make a decision. And it was this big thing, you guys. And the way she described this experience of her daughter choosing, you know, her first pair of earrings. And, you know, it, it just became this thing that it's she couldn't wait. It was a choice. She couldn't wait to do it. It was like this rite of passage where she got her ears pierced. All of a sudden, I decided, like, I want that. I want that. And I decided, you know, yeah, of course, it should be her choice. Oh, my yeah. goodness, I never even thought about that. You know, I'm your mother. Like, I make your decisions. Yeah. <laughs> but then there was this huge part of me that was like, yes, no, that should yeah. be Millie's choice. And I can't wait for that. And a couple of uh, friends, my sister, I think my parents, they thought it was so weird. Like, my sister, when when Millie was a baby, she's like, well, people wouldn't think she was a boy if you would have just gotten her ears pierced. I mean, oh, a lot of, a and a lot of my friends just thought, you know, well, that's so hippie of you. Too. And that's so, it's like. It's cultural. Like, in Indian culture, every, right? like, literally, if, if I could have, my mom would have pierced my ears the minute I came out of her stomach. You know, it was like, <laughs> just do it. Put the diamonds in. Put the gold in. But, like. You know, so I didn't think twice about it, and I did yeah. for Mila, but I have my sister-in-law's mom is very strict about that, and she's Indian too, and she's very much like, no, like, you let that child decide, but her, I think her rules are, I think, 12, but I'm not sure, but mm. anyways, it's very much like, she has to make the decision when it's okay for herself to have something, yeah. you know, pricked in her body, and I was like, that's a s- smart, I, I actually mm-hmm. appreciate that so much. I didn't listen to it, but I do think it is an experience and it's something that Millie will, you know, like when she is able to do. Well, then I started thinking about like coloring your kid's hair or when are they the right age to do certain things. I don't know. So Mr. A and I started talking about like, oh, how do we feel about this? And what do you think? And What is his um, take? Well, it it came up with outfits because, uh, you know, it's summer, it's warm, and I was looking for just certain outfits. And I felt like a lot of the outfits I found were like little midriff tops, again, him but she's I, at the age where, you mean for older girls or for her? No, for her age, and and so then that so we have no problem with midriffs for, for she's Millie. So cute. I feel like she's so little and so cute, right? It's like but so no, scrumptious. we started thinking about um for bigger ages because yeah. then they had them in like size sevens, eight. So we just started talking about that. Um, but yeah, it was just interesting. No, I think that is interesting. Sometimes these things don't come up until you're faced with it. Uh, until they come up. Yeah. yeah. But like I get asked about that all the time because I have Mila in my videos. Like sometimes a lot of brands will reach out and it'll be specific partnerships around Mila doing my makeup or, you know, and so she's exposed to that. She's exposed <gasps> to makeup at an early age. I have a question about yeah. that. If you have her in a video yeah. and it's sponsored, right. do you put that money into a college fund for her or do you keep that money? Oh, that's a great question. Um, 
if it's specifically for her, I mean, we have their account. I mean, I feel like I've done some things with Millie we, where she didn't she didn't get the money. It was just like a bonus, and it yeah, still got written I mean, to me. We have their own account. No, I mean, yeah. it gets written to you, but do you right, deposit right, right, it or right. do you like? Okay, well, she actually so, this happened because she was in it, so that she was working. So I put it. in. I get, so we have their own accounts already, and like yeah. we have their you know college funds, all right. that kind of stuff set up. So. I almost do it, we do it in a way where we'll, like all their birthday money and stuff like that, we deposit it under ours and then we will, at the end of the, every year we write like a big check for each of the kids and then it goes in there, you know? But I will say like if I had, like I remember my nephew was scouted for like some Disney commercial and that was like a big paycheck. So that went directly into his stuff. But you know, if it's like the... Yeah, I just went into Millie's. I have a friend who, and it's just interesting because there's two ways to think about it. One, One is... Are, do they are they owed that money is one way and the other thing is my friend does this where if they want her daughter in it she requests certain payment to her certain payment to the daughter and then puts it in the daughter because the amount of money like even just the taxes like so she's yeah. now getting paid mm-hmm. let's say on 10 you know yeah. she's making 10 grand and she's getting taxed on 10 grand right. whereas if she says well really it's mainly about my daughter pay me a thousand and, and let's put the nine. nine at the end of the year nine thousand isn't enough to really get taxed on so it's like full save it's like tax-free savings wow. for her but just an interesting way of thinking yeah. about it like if you make the check make the check out to your child if they are working as opposed to to you because it's income for you yeah no uh, Mr. and I have Which talked about that because yeah, yeah we've done a couple things where Millie was like a little bonus but we decided wait a second if this becomes a regular thing because i have a corporation yeah so it's like oh maybe little amazing needs to yeah but well, totally just, yeah. i mean financially it's smarter yeah 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 that's um, interesting it's a yeah i don't know i just randomly sorry like d- diverged off to a random no no, no i think that's a really interesting topic though that is something and especially because now more and more kids are being employed by yeah big big retailers and you know even now like content creators get paid if you look at like what advertising dollars used to be spent on in the 80s and 90s yeah and now you see like uh, like the upper echelon of influencers or content creators getting paid that kind of money but now even if you're looking at some deals and you're like wow they should be paying even more than that. You know what I mean? For the yeah. amount of work that's being produced. Like, I wonder... And targeted audience. This would be cool to have, like, an accountant on um, yeah. to ask this. Because I wonder, like... So you have a corporation. Mm-hmm. I have a corporation. Yeah. I have you? a. I have a corporation. Okay. So let's say we get paid whatever. X amount of dollars from this brand for something. And our kids are part, either part of it or part of the Instagram stories. They're in it. Can we write, like, a, a check... To them, and then it becomes tax deductible because it was an expense from us. Because yes, in order to yes, do it, you can. so it's the same. I guess you don't have to have the check written out to them. You could just pay your kid out and say it's tax deductible. This was income for them. So if it's like W nine them amount. or whatever, it's yeah. right. But W two or W nine, which one is it? Whatever. Is there an age? Well, you would give them a no. They can start working at any age. I do know okay, that to be okay. true. Because we had an accountant on Home and Family that talked about that. Interesting. Well, interesting. Very interesting to talk about because I think Regardless, people... even if your kid doesn't work or you're not on camera and so forth, I think it's smart for everyone to have accounts for their children so that they can build and just learn about money management. I want to start a drinking game where we have to take a shot every time you say it and so forth. <laughs> oh, do I say it a lot? So much. Oh my gosh, I didn't know I was so forth <laughs> when, you, when, you, so when forth. you went to the ki- kitchen and showed us like this sauce that you like, you're like, I use this sauce and so forth. 
like, oh what's this so forth babe, about? This is so cool. See, I had no idea. That's your filler. That's your safe filler. You know, I, I had I no. I know I say amazing a lot because that's our. You know, it's right. It's the brand. Folks. It's the brand. <laughs> so folks. forth. Oh my gosh! Now I need to listen to that. I'm. Love it. Oh my gosh. Right. Okay, so one of you had a story about um, disciplining someone else's kid. Oh yeah, this was actually great. So we have been trying, and we talk about this a lot. When you guys send us comments or DMs on either our mommy group pod page on Instagram or even personally. We are accumulating those and we want to address those as much as possible because it's really a great way to start communicating with you guys. So one of you lovely um, listeners had written to me specifically and uh, wrote about disciplining other kids in front of, um, like during playdates. So someone, let me just find this real quick. So She's stalling because she's looking for I know, for sorry. You're like, someone, someone wrote... Topic I'd love advice on. What do you do when your friends are over... All the kids are playing and one genuinely hurts yours. How do you deal with that? It's so awkward. And I was like, oh my gosh, that's so true. Because I think about it, I have a situation also where a lot of our closest friends are our family because we all live in the same area. Mm-hmm. So that's easy. If it's my nephew, I'm like, excuse me, yeah. get up. And you know what I mean? I have no problem disciplining them or talking to them the way I would my own kids. But when it's a friend, I almost sometimes don't know, like, oh, hey, Connor, should you be doing that? And I almost say it loudly enough where mom can hear. So hopefully mom steps in and is like, Connor, what'd you do, right? Or do you go to the mom and say something? Like, I also think what's the the gravity of it, right? Like, if it's pushing versus taking a crayon... So like, but hurts a kid. What do you do in that sense? Like, so like oh. we we had a hockey a couple weeks ago, and there's a girl on Connor's hockey team, and she was playing really rough, but like bratty rough, not like playing hockey. She yeah, was like okay. getting frustrated and like using her stick and hitting people on like the ankles, just being like a little brat. Okay. Not like oh she knows how to play the sport. So her and Connor are both are on the opposite, they're scrimmaging, are on the opposite team. And she's kind of done it a couple of times. And I keep sort of randomly being like, whoa, oh, like kind of just like giving a little like, cool it, like a little like shout out. And her mom is sitting sort of further away from all the parents. So she's there, but she's kind of like removed a little bit, can't really see what's going on. So then the girl takes her stick and checks him with it in the back, like whacks him with it in the back. And he falls down and he starts crying hard. She hit him hard. And so I scream. Again, I'm not going to scream. I don't want to like burn your ears here, but I scream again, kind of like a little like, whoa, yeah. what the? And I am sitting for a minute waiting to see what happens because I want him to kind of to handle it himself. He stays down. So the coach goes over and is looking at him and I can tell he's actually really hurt. He's right. really crying. Right. You're like, so, And she's just standing there sort of staring at him. So I walk over and the coach didn't see what happened. So he's like, oh, you're right. Like, I know it's rough. It's rough. Like not like thinking they just were playing yeah, rough. Like, yeah, and so, and I'm like, that was a, that was a bad hit. Are you okay? But I'm just staring at the girl. And I, listen, this was not intentional. This was not like I thought out how I wanted to do it. I was pissed as hell at this little girl. And so I'm just looking at her dead ass eye contact. And she's wow. just looking See, back at so me. See, that's so funny. I would actually look at the mom. For me. No, she didn't come over. No, I know. The mom stayed where yeah. she was sitting. But those so are, she couldn't even see us. Those are the situations that oh, I feel man. like that behavior, I feel like our kids are still at an age where, yes, they can, they can assess and do what their actions are their own actions. But I feel like that's modeled behavior a little bit. So... To me, if you, if she if she just stood there and wasn't like, I'm so sorry. No, she ma- just made eye contact yeah, with me. That to and me just stared at me. That and to I me couldn't tell if she was like, scared of me. I mean, or let's if just, she was like, 
let's, mad dogging me. Let's point out the obvious. I mean, this is a reflection of the parent. I absolutely. I mean, this child is mad dogging you. Well, the I don't want to say it's a reflection involved. of the parent, but I will say the fact that the mom didn't do anything. The model, they're modeling behavior. I mean, they are know, modeling like, behavior. Who are they learning but this there from? are times where, like, for instance, my son Rian, you know, will do something, and I, and this is where it gets interesting too with boys and girls, right? Boys and girls, like. If he does something, and I take it really seriously, especially, like, if it's a little girl and it's his age, he doesn't know necessarily yet that, like, we're different and, like, I shouldn't push yeah. her the same way I should push my brother or my friend. Mm-hmm. When he does that and he doesn't say sorry, I am observant and I will be like, excuse me, did yeah. you just push her? What do you say? And he doesn't know. He doesn't initially think, like, oh, my gosh, it's instinctual for me to say I'm sorry. But I step in and say it. But if I weren't there and he had still done that and not said sorry... I wouldn't necessarily say that that's model behavior because if, you know what I mean? Uh, he would well, say sorry. I don't know. I mean, this, this this doesn't relate to that too much, but I think so much of it, because I've experienced this even with toddlers, so much of it is you say something and if the parent or the nanny or the child care provider say doesn't say something, I think you have to say something. You yeah. have to say something to that child so they know this is not okay. Did you say something to her? Um, Kind of. I sort of stared at her and just said... Like, um... What's up? No, like, like I was, I was like, that was a... That was rude. That wasn't cool. That was a really hard hit. That wasn't cool. That wasn't part of the game. Did she say anything back? She just stared at me. Yeah. Oh, I'm total mama bear. I've had someone push no, Molly, I, and I'm like, excuse me, that's not how we treat others. Oh, I, I do that on the playground We don't talk... Yeah, you yeah. have to. But, and it's Ugh. hard because you want, you want to teach your kids to stand up for themselves, so you don't yes. want to jump in before they have a chance to jump in for themselves, which is why I tried to sit back and watch, and it's touchy with a girl because he's a boy, and I don't want him to come back at her, but I want him to defend himself. Yeah. I, you know, if he gets pushed around, he needs to know how to defend himself. He needs to know how to... I. I if, if someone hits you, if a, you know, if Connor gets in a fight, I want Connor to know how to fight back. Honestly, I'm oh not my- like, no, we go find a teacher. He needs to know how to defend himself because in the real world, when he's a big kid and someone on the street finds him. Or at least use him, his words to stand up for himself. Something. You have to know how to do something. You don't just come crying so to So question, me. after this happened, did you in the car when you were driving home, did yes. you address it? Okay, yeah. yeah. See, that, that for me is like when I do the, the learning lesson happens mm-hmm. is, you know, after. after the fact because you let it play out and see how it is. But... I also feel like there have been times when I was younger and I saw my mom stand up and I was like, damn, like she just, yeah, you know, she just handled that. And I remember those moments and I'm like, that's what I'm going to be like when I grow up, you know, yeah. and like stand up for myself, for both her children as well as herself. And there have been times where I've seen people take the back seat. You know what I mean? So yeah. I do hear what you're saying about the model behavior. Mm-hmm. In that but it- there is something about resiliency, which reminds me of my mommy and tot group, which is done now. But part of that part of that class is just observing the children. And it's interesting because the the teacher, she wears knee pads. Oh my god, this is so weird. Wait, tell them the story. This is the weirdest thing I've ever heard. (laughs) (laughs) So in my mommy and taught group, the the instructor wears knee pads and we're all sitting on the ground with our children. And and there's this part of the, the class, like, I don't know, maybe at least 30 minutes where we sit in silence and we watch our children, like National Geographic is what uh, Mr. A called it, interact. And no one is allowed to talk except for the instructor. And she kind of narrates everything. So she like slides Wait, around. Give the example, please, because the slides, narration is so weird. She slides around on her knees. So for example. Because she's the same height as them then? 
Yeah, and just because they're all playing, so she like slides. No, get, do okay. the do the voiceover. Okay. So, so for example, Millie will have a toy, and another little girl, Jenny, will want it, and she'll say, "Oh, Jenny, it looks like Millie's not done with that toy yet." And Millie will keep holding on to it, and you know, wow, you really have a strong grip on that toy, but I don't think Millie is done with it. And then Millie gets frustrated, and then one time Millie let go. And Millie has now let go of the toy, yeah. and Jenny has regained possession of said toy. So it's like a play-by-play? -play. It's a play-by-play, play. and then at World the end, she'll tell us all about our kids, and she'll say, like, you know, yeah, if Millie really wants something, she'll stand up for herself, and she won't give the toy. But there were a couple of times where she just didn't care, and so she just let the other person have it. Um, so I was like, oh, good job, Millie. Okay, you did it right. Like, you showed resilience, but then you also showed that, like, if someone takes something, you don't really care. You didn't cry about it. And so we go around the room, you know, observing and listening to what they say about each of our children. Oh, my God. I can't. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's mindful parenting, but it was very much like, I don't know. And then you feel bad because you're not allowed to talk. So sometimes your kid comes up to you and is like, truck, truck. And, you know, I'll say, like, yes, it's a truck. And then I'm like, oh. Was oh I supposed God. to say that? Scandal. <laughs> You're kicked out of the group. Or one time a parent was like, now Brandy, um, when are you due again? And the lady's like, um, just a reminder, uh, I was, children, you know, no talking, <laughs> this isn't for us to bond. We're like, oh, okay, I thought it was like mommy and me, but toddlers. Wait, so. hold on, sorry. Real rewind. This is a group, this is part of the mommy group that so you this is So this is like, this. it's a mindful parenting mom and tot group or parent and tot group because there are a couple dads and we all rotate our... Significant others. Got it. And this is what's coming to an end. Yes. It, it just ended. So are you saying we should start doing the podcast on knee pads? <laughs> Three-minute challenge. Oh, Three-minute challenge. Okay, let's get into oh products. Oh, my goodness. All right, Who's starting? Okay, I'll start because we spoke about it. Um, good old Chrissy, if she had just mentioned this product, she would have not gotten the heat. No, I'm oh. just kidding. But basically, um, a while ago, I had a company send me Piggy Paint. They're awesome. They're now sold at Target, Walmart. It's non-toxic. It's amazing because even if it gets on tables and stuff like that, it's peelable. So like when the, and, and obviously yes. kids like will put their hands in their mouth and whatnot. So the paint is, some, once it dries, it's like literally you can peel it off. Incredible. It's amazing. And they can we use in, it on our own nails? I mean, you can. Yeah. I don't see why not. I, I've seen it. Yeah. But it definitely, but it you can tell off. it's very much like kitty paint. It is. Because yeah. it literally peels off instantly. It. So it's one of those where you're like, hey. Okay. Got it. I love that. That was when Blake was playing with it at your house and I had a heart yes, attack. exactly. Thought, and you're like, it's piggy paint. Yeah. It's fine. Yeah, Such yeah, a cool yeah. idea. Yeah. So I mentioned this. You can take the five love languages quiz online. But if you guys want to invest $9 into having this paperback, own it. I so have it. You do. I Good. I it. But so I have it. Gary Chapman, best-selling author, he wrote five love languages. He also has one for kids. So if that's something you're interested in, um, to learn about the way your child um, reacts to love or shares love or communicates. I mean, it is so awesome. So uh, this book is just something you should have. It's also a great gift to give. Like when you go to a wedding, you know, get them something off the honey fund or whatever, and then giving a, a new couple the five love languages. I do think, you know, Ami, you said something so sweet to me, but I just want to point out, you know, me and Mr. A's relationship is very normal too. We fight as well, but I think what was cool is because we did a lot of these things right at the beginning, you know, both of my co-hosts right here, you know, they've been married forever, it feels like. So it's it's sometimes it's hard to like reboot a system when you've yeah. already had a rhythm to how things work. Yep. And especially since you guys well are both said. in like yeah, that is healthy, well thriving relationships, like I don't know, it's kind of hard to unlearn things and you know, start things over. Um so I really encourage this, especially in new relationships. It's awesome because it kind of just sets the foundation. So it's a great book. 
Um, you can also get the audio or the Kindle or whatever, but yeah, it's nine bucks. And um, I love that. I actually need to read. It does that. have a Christian undertone, so um, pay attention to that if that's something that you're into or not. But as far as the lessons and just understanding the way that we communicate, it's it's super powerful. <clears throat> that's wonderful. Mine is connected to nothing. <laughs> Summer. Well, yeah, I'm gonna do a different one actually. So I uh, I did a video on my YouTube that has been doing really really well because it was something that I feel like everybody. First of all, every time I wear them, people freak out. But I did this whole dip dye flannel um, video, oh, yes. and the, these shirts, you guys, are some of the coolest, most fun pieces. I have been wearing them every single day. They are great ways to show like your own personal style, work in the colors that you love. It's a really simple process. It's something that could be really fun to do with your kids. Um, so if there's, again, if you need is an this, is what this is one of them. It's amazing. Mm -hmm. yeah. Orly's wearing one of the shirts. I love how- And I did the like, I bleached out the top half. So the bottom had still the green and black flannel part of it. And then the top it's is sort insane. of like a faded really blue. Cool, yeah. But there's all these. I did rainbow colors. And I'm going to link down below not only the video, but also the type of dye that I really love. It's a brand called Jacquard. And I've used it. Jacquard. Jacquard. And I've used it exclusively when I do like fabric paint and dyes because the colors never fade. You don't lose any pigment. So normally when you dye something, you know that you're going to lose about 30 to 40% of its saturation when it goes mm -hmm. in the wash. So kind of to know, like, don't worry if it's too bright, you're going to lose some of that or don't get too yeah. hung up on what it looks like this does not fade at all it's a really good quality it, there's a powder form so you just do like a teaspoon of dye to a little water in a spray bottle and honestly the most time consuming part of the whole process is just creating a setup that's like clean so put clean. down some plastic bags and you know things like that um but I'm obsessed with this it's really great I literally have been wearing them every day since I made them I've been stopped at the park by moms saying I need to know where you bought that and I was like I made it they're writing down texting writing down the description well you're so like you can just watch the. Video. I'll be like the video is out um so anyway it's a really fun process and it's something you don't have to be an artist to know how to do it I explain it really in depth in the video um so I hope that you watch and it I do it's like one of this my as an idea if you guys are starting your own mommy group we talked about this in the last episode. Tag us. We want everyone to have their own yes. community. But this would be something great for a mommy group camp where you host and everyone brings an old t-shirt and then you yes. just provide the dye and That's put down a, a tarp. idea. And then the kids oh, can be involved too. I might even have to do this with Mills and her friends so you I guys can see too. how easy it's going to be. This it's would be such a fun party yeah. to have too. It's incredible. I can't, I just, I can't even recommend it. Also, so, one of anyway. my favorite things about Orly and that you know that it's real is that sometimes people do these DIYs and then you never see them again. What I love, and I, I hold myself accountable too. Yeah, it's like whenever if I talk about makeup, it's usually the stuff I'm wearing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like I love that even in your home, all the stuff that you make on Home and mm -hmm. Family or the stuff you make on your channel and the stuff yeah. you wear, it's all things that you have yeah. tested. So you know it's it's good stuff. Yeah. It's amazing. And so I it's awesome you because you're so creative. Oh my gosh. Oh, <laughs> Thank you very much for love listening. And men's, yes. Uh, and guys, please, please, please do us that wonderful favor of not only subscribing, but rating and reviewing. Um, and if you'd be so kind as to screenshot this bad boy and share it with a friend, that would help us. Tag us on Instagram. We love the conversation that we have going on on that Instagram page, Mommy Group Pod. All right, guys. We'll see you next week. Bye, Bye. guys. Have a good one.